Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Joy T. Williams' Journey of Joy podcast. I'm so excited that you are here listening with me today. Today's episode is going to be really cool. So you actually caught the perfect one. Now, I am a listener-supported radio, so make sure you leave your change and also your comment on Spotify, where I have a poll and a question for other people to continue the conversation along with us. So join in, read, kick your feet up, and make sure that you have a nice, warm cup of love with you. Ciao. What do we do? And so that's why we have started composting food that we haven't given away. The vision is to be able to manufacture, utilize, as a central theme to food justice, equity, land justice, healing vulnerable communities, and providing self-sustaining economic opportunities, while also creating a nice environment for healthy soil, clean air, and a just society. And I believe that composting is an essential part of equity. Like we cannot talk about black land or the loss of black land or food justice or the inequities around food without also considering what happens to the waste and then the people that are impacted by that waste. And so I believe that compost absolutely has to be an activity along with all the advocacy and the beautiful projects that people do around equity. Some of the values that um, I want to list that we hold is community self-sufficiency. Our pantry and compost project are by people within the community. We don't hire or outsource or anything like that. In fact, we're all volunteer, but I'm looking for funding to be able to pay people. Um, fairness, and that has to do with equity of the system. Cooperation, like we have Black and Latinos, which historically here in the U, not historically like a long history, but like a short history, is like there's been tension that's the myth is that black and Latinos can't get along because they compete for jobs. But here you will see in the videos that there's all kinds of uh, elders and young people that are working together. There's black and Latinos working together. There's Spanish and English being spoken. Like there's just a lot of cooperation across a lot of different common barriers that we often purport with, when we talk about our society and the, and the problems that ails us. But then there's also economic opportunity and mobility that we value. There's many, many values, but these were just some of the ones that I wanted to highlight. So how do we do this? We pick up food from the grocery store, then we take it to our produce pantry because mind you, we're not looking to pick up bad food. Like we're looking to pick up food that grocery stores donate to then be able to give out to families in need. It just so happens that a lot of the food, sometimes a third or a half, there's been times when 100% of the food that we pick up is actually not even usable. Like we can't give it out to the public because it's, it's spoiled or it's too much out of date or it doesn't, it's just not, we just can't use it. Um, and so there the volunteers separate and we have youth that kind of help with that. They separate the food scraps from the food that we can give out to the pantry. And then with the food scraps, we're able to layer it into um, transportable bins with carbon food scraps, carbon food scraps. And then I or somebody else will then transport it back to my backyard because that's what we have. And then I personally, as Joy Williams, will um, turn it manually, um, organize other volunteers if we have them. Auntie has been helping out a lot with that to then manage the comp 
to manage the material into an actual usable compost. And we compost everything. There is nothing that we do not compost. And again, it goes back to that first slide around what ends up in our landfills. And so any if and this is just this is only the edible things that we compost. We also compost papers that we um, like if we have leftover calendars, I'll put that in the compost, etc. But I just wanted to give you an idea of the actual edible food. Um, these are two videos, and if you want me to send you this presentation, I can. I won't play the videos now. One is like 30 seconds. The other is like two minutes. But it gives you more of an idea of the bodies that are actually doing the work and what things look like through the process. Um, and you'll get to hear like a story or two. Um, so once it gets to my house, there are bins. These are the transportable bins and picture number one. Um, and they're just like storage bins from like a college student would use. And then I trans, I empty that into like 64 gallon containers, which have no air, like they're enclosed. And that's um, in picture number two. And picture number three, I also started doing trench composting, which I dug huge trenches. They're like four feet deep, six feet wide and like 12 feet long. Um, and then I covered it with two layers of carbon, wood chips, and leaf mulch. Um, but then this is like in-ground planning that I'm going to overwinter um, and provide plastic. Is someone asking a question or yes? Nothing? <laughs> okay. Um, but this is where I will be doing direct planting this winter to kind of test it out. So what does it look like? So we have this food that goes into these black bins. That's picture number one. And picture number two, that's like the compost that's generated from the manual turning, um, adding the different material and the inputs. I then scoop it out because we have a limited number of bins. So I need that bin. So I scoop it out as soon as I can and then let it cure in a different place. Um, and then in picture number four, these are the open bins that have been emptied that I air out and then put a layer of carbon to then transport back to the pantry site. We have tried so many different ways of composting the volume of material. Um, we can generate anywhere between three to 400 pounds of compost, just in compost, food scraps. Sorry, not compost, but food scraps from the stores that we pick up. Um, so we've tried cold pal, vermicomposting, aerated, it just a lot. I just wanted to show you some pictures of like some of the ways that we're still doing and it's just constantly evolving. We use the compost within different types of gardening. We do lasagna. I mean, the, the hope is that we can do no till, but if I do no till, I also will have no food. So I've like tried different ways of gardening. So there's lasagna gardening that we have tried to, to grow onions and peppers and there's container gardening. Um, then I started doing terrace gardenings because there's a huge heel um, on like half of my property and I needed to use it. Um, but then we mix this compost mixture with other amendments to make the soil along with the red clay. These are just some pictures like corn, peppers, okra, watermelons, marigolds, thyme, rose. Like these are some things that we have grown. And then we just, I have just have given it away at this point. And the idea is that we're growing food for the pantry. Our carbon source sources include sawdust, wood chips, and leaf mulch. Those are like the major ones. And we've gotten them from various places. We're still looking for them. 
always need them. Um, some of our tools that we use are the containers that I showed you, compost thermometers to kind of monitor the temperature, as well as a water hose to keep it moist. And then like simple things like shovel, pitchfork, wheelbarrow, truck, like all of this is manual labor. Um, and then food logs and compost logs. The food logs help track how much compost, how much food scraps we get to, to make into compost. And our compost logs track um, our composting process to make sure that it's not too wet, not too dry, what's the temperature and all of that, those things. These are some of our successes. Um, with the data that I've been able to collect um, over the two years since April 2020 when we started the food scrap collection until now, we've I've been able to count over 8,000 pounds or four tons of food scraps that we've collected. That has generated a very modest, because we didn't always track all of our, um, we didn't always document all of, of what we produced, but what I've been able to count, we've been able to produce over 36 cubic yards of compost. And then the volunteer labors just on this compost site is over 600 hours. And then at the pantry is over 176 hours. Um, and again, that is just what I have been able to count. It's so much more than that, I'm sure. We've had many challenges between getting transporters, working with grocery store managers to even reduce the food waste is like, how can we turn that food waste into usable food? Do we need to come earlier? Like, is there a process that's going on in the grocery side store that's creating spoiled food that needs to be reviewed a little bit more closely? Um, and so our hope is that all 100% of the food that's donated, we can use for families in need. We also want to educate volunteers in the community around the importance of composting um, and not throwing food away on site, but then also in their homes. And then we also just need more carbon feedstocks like the wood chips, like I mentioned before, and then being able to work with volunteers who use their machinery to not destroy what we've worked so hard for when they're like, because those tractors are big and they just come and they just do their thing. <laughs> So what's next? We've been experimenting because of the volume and because of the size of my backyard, how to create ways to generate compost a little bit faster. And so we're engineering our own systems. Um, we're looking at chippers and shredders and then just adding different ways of composting. So thank you all for listening and joining. And we're looking for donations. We definitely need resources to pay labor because that's one of the biggest needs that I have because it's only me that's turning the compost and we have um, over 12 64 gallon containers and four 40 gallon containers and it's just a lot of labor. Um, so being able to have resources to pay people, have machinery to actually move it and all of this is something that we're looking for. So. I hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. I am so grateful that you stayed with me the whole time or even part of the time, several times if you needed to. Listen, this is a listener supported radio or podcast. So make sure you leave some change and some joy. Ciao.